Can you hold on to the one and not let go of the other? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. I am embarrassed to say that I'm becoming infamous in the diocese for somebody who does not like the question, how are you? MR shaking her head, she knows. It's not that I think this is a poor question. I do not believe that. I think it's a very important question. The thing that I take issue with is using it as a, just an initial greeting. You see somebody you haven't seen, and you say, hey, how are you? The reason that I'm hesitant about it is because if somebody is experiencing any level of profound dissonance within themselves, or if they're feeling sad or depressed, or if they're going through something hard, and they're asked that question as a greeting, let's say 20, 30 times in a day, it's reminding them every single time, I'm not doing well. But you all know, in terms of convention and culture and society, you know, that, that kind of a greeting is really not just a time to go into something that is deeply hurtful or profound. You can, but then you might become that guy, right? Or that gal. And so I'm hesitant about it. I prefer, hey, what's going on? You know, what's new? What's you up to? But how do we convey to people when we're experiencing something that is deeply, to our core, hurtful? How do we convey to people, I feel broken, I feel damaged? And when is the right time to share that with people? You know that I like to go back and, and look at, I like to go back and look at sort of the origins of things. And, and so this peculiar thing that we do on a night like this, when we put ashes on our heads, to make it a verb, we ash our foreheads. You know, in Mesopotamian cultures, centuries and millennia ago, if something tragic happened to you, you know, typically the loss of a loved one, a death in the family, but it could be a variety of things that happen to you that hurt, that do damage to you. What they would do is they would take their clothing and they'd rip it. And then they would take ashes or dirt and they would cover their foreheads with it. And so that when you saw people approaching you and they had torn clothing or had ashes on their forehead, it was their way of saying, I'm hurting. Something has happened to me and I'm not doing well. This past Sunday, there was a group of us that have a Sunday afternoon Bible study. and We went and saw the the, the new episodes of The Chosen. I don't know if you know this TV show, but um, it's a, a show about Jesus and his disciples. And it takes stories from the Gospels, but then it expands them. It takes the risk of sort of filling in details that we only sort of imagine and guess at. And this particular episode uh, that they released in the theaters, so you could get that full experience, um, it contains the story of Jesus learning about the death of his cousin, John the Baptist. And he's alone when he receives the word, and the very first thing is he does is he rips his sleeve, and he takes dirt, and he puts it on his forehead. And then he packs up his things, and he goes to find his community, his disciples, and his friends. 
And as he approaches, they can see from a distance. They've heard the news too. They can see that the dirt, the ashes on his forehead, and the torn clothing. And they know that this is a moment where they're going to come together and they're going to mourn and grieve together the loss of this beloved and very provocative friend that they have. So what does that mean for us tonight? This is a ritual that is scheduled and planned. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you plan and schedule things, when you codify them, right, the challenge is how do you take those real hurts and difficulties that all of us experience and, and sort of mesh them up with this planned event? How do we take our sense of our own brokenness and our own sinfulness and on this night, lean in and acknowledge that it's a part of our relationships and our life with each other and with God. I think there's a challenge to that. It doesn't mean you can't have a meaningful experience tonight, right, to take inventory of our lives, to do the work of a meaningful Lent. But I feel like the places where we need ashes the most are probably unplanned moments. When we are we were caught off guard or surprised by hurt. Both the hurt that comes from within ourselves, to ourselves and to others, but also the hurt that is you know, committed to us and upon us. And so my invitation to us tonight is we come and we receive ashes, we say the words of penitence, that we try to find a way to meet ourselves tonight, and, but also collect and gather all those moments in our lives that have been hurtful, and somehow to bring them to God tonight and acknowledge to God our need for his mercy and for his help, that this is part of the work of Lent. How do we hold on to one and not let go of the other? How do we bring our, our fullest selves to God tonight and to each other? And so like Jesus and his disciples, when we confront this hurt like Jesus and they did, that we can then turn and see each other coming the ashes on our forehead and we can know that we are not okay but we are in this together and we can help each other in these 40 days. I say this to us in the name of the Father and of the Son.